Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Rob Brenton, I'll check out in Buffalo as well. But Chris, I'm watching NFL Network right now, and the same theme, just Bills, 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 when they put who's going to win this game. Chiefs or Bills, I'm looking at it right now, it's like Bills, 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 Bills. It's like, like where does it come from? Like, I, I get when people are making picks for this game, and you like to have your hot take or your sexy prediction, but how can it be so overwhelmingly Bills, I get it. The point spread's close. One and a half, two points, whatever you want to say. We know it's going to be close. The Bills, are we riding off what they did in one game? Because you got to be careful doing that in the NFL. You have to be really careful about banking any of your, your comments, your predictions, everything off one game. Because what have we seen this year in the NFL? We saw the Denver Broncos go to Dallas and hammer the Dallas Cowboys. I know that game well as a survivor pick. Dallas should have beat them at home. Didn't. Jaguars beating the Bills 9-6. to six. Don't expect it. The Jets showing up and beating the Titans. Titans losing the Texans. You can't, and they're the number one seed. You cannot base, if we've learned anything this year in the NFL, it means you cannot base what happened just in one week. But that's what's happening to the Buffalo Bills. I, I think what happens is people convince themselves that if, one team is not playing up to standard then another team that looks pretty good that we would like to see reach the position that that other team was at like we will pick that that new team because it's more fun that way i think it's a lot of people picking with their heart instead of their head because they want the chiefs to fall off no, they I, want they the do. chiefs to they be do. dethroned cuz it's it's a better story it if is. the bills win and you get that that brady manning rivalry compared to if the Chiefs just keep winning and rolling. Because I think if the Chiefs win on Sunday, like whoever wins on Sunday is going to be the favorite to come out of the AFC regardless of location. So, like, that's the reason why I think so many people are picking the Bills. What do you think the NFL wants? Because to me, Mahomes is their ticket. He's their draw. He's been the draw. He's been the ratings guy this year in the NFL. The Cowboys are out of it now. Aaron Rodgers still going Tom Brady. I think they want Mahomes. I think they want a Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Brady, part two in the Super Bowl next year. That's what they would say. Listen, Buffalo's got a got a nice little fan base up in Buffalo, but I don't know if they're as national as what the Kansas City Chiefs are. In this day and age where every team, you know, splits the money evenly, splits the TV money, everybody's got the same chance, meaning these small market teams are in the NFL playoffs. Like, you would not see this in baseball. You know, with the Green Bays and Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, City. it would take a hell of Cincinnati. a hell of a work by a general manager to yeah. for multiple general managers to get small market teams in baseball. But you might see this. one sneak in, but you're not going to see all you, even no, sneak in not. like the NFL. It's all even. But the Chiefs have as close to what is a dynasty than the NFL. I mean, with everything being equal. I mean, this is in the days of the Steelers. 
winning four titles when you could spend whatever you wanted to or the Cowboys dynasty. You could you could spend whatever you want, but it's much different now. But the Chiefs are as close as that can be because if the Bengals beat the Titans, it's at Arrowhead Stadium, the AFC title game with the fourth straight year. Never happened in the NFL. But I think sometimes we rush to judgment. And I'm curious because you look at Josh Allen. He's got two more interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. He was great last Saturday. No taking it away. He was great against the Patriots. 84% completion. But I'll remind people, against the Jets the week before on January 9th, 24 of 45, 239, 53% completion. Okay? One week before that, January 2nd. I'm not going back to December, November here, Chris, October. I'm going to January as we sit in January right now. January 2nd, 11 of 26 for 120 yards, three interceptions, 42% for Josh Allen. Again, we're going to base it on the two previous games to last week, or we base it on that, but it's been this way all year. 63% completion, then 55%, then 66 then down to 50 then up to 82 He's been up, up, and down all season, just like this Buffalo Bills team that has six losses, and they should be a number one or number two seed, but they did not, and they had an easy schedule, but they did not live up to their own expectations. It's why they're playing in Kansas City and not Buffalo. And and uh, you make a great point there because, like, this is the thing that puzzles me about why so many people are believing in the Bills but not the Chiefs. The Bills are more inconsistent than the Chiefs were this year. Like, you can look at the Chiefs' losses, and you can't say that they lost to a bad team. Like, you can't say, oh, that's a bad that's a bad loss. No, none of them. None of them. All of those teams were either in the playoffs or fringe playoffs. Like, Baltimore was really hot at the point. Yeah, the like, Baltimore's them. fringe playoff. They were the number playoff. one seed there for a while. Yeah, Baltimore's fringe playoff. Chargers, fringe playoff. Like, you can't look at the matchups that they had and, and say that's a bad loss. You can look at the Bills and say, hey, you lost to uh, the Jaguars, the worst team in the NFL. You lost to a Patriots team that was in the playoffs but only threw four passes the they entire They all got game. them, too. Look at the Bucs. They lost to Washington. Remember when people laughed yeah. when Chiefs beat? Uh, it was not putting stock in the Chiefs beating Washington. Tampa lost Tampa to lost them. Tampa lost to them. And <laughs> the Green Bay Packers lost 38-3 to to the Saints. To the Saints. didn't make the playoffs. 38-3. Mm-hmm. to and, and the Saints shut out the Bucs. And the Bucs lost Bucks. twice to the Saints. <laughs> and were shut <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, got shut out. At home. But that's the NFL. It's up and down, and you have all these crazy things. But the Chiefs have found the consistency Throughout the second half of the season. Yes, they lost to the Bengals. Bengals are a good football team. It was in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They lost that game. But again, good loss. So I'm not going to talk about good losses, bad losses, whatever. But let's, let's put this in perspective. The Chiefs did go through that stretch where Mahomes lost by more than one score. It's very unlike him in his career. The Super Bowl was the first time he had lost by more than one possession in two-point conversion. First time ever. It's happened twice this year. The Titans and the Bills, that's it. That's it. He's always in the games. Mahomes... Down the stretch, was asked these questions about what's wrong with Mahomes. He was AFC Player of the Month in December. Have you looked at his numbers? Have you looked at the Chiefs' offense that's still number one in the NFL in points per drive? Because I kept hearing the Buffalo, hey, the Buffalo Bills are number one in points uh, per drive against. Okay, that's great. Look at the quality of quarterbacks. They went on a stretch, Chris, where they played Jacoby Brissett, Davis Mills, Taylor Heineke, and then there's Patrick Mahomes. Like, which one's the orange and which one's the Volvo? You know what I'm saying? One of those old tests you had, which one doesn't belong? Yeah. And they also, I mean, you, I, like I said, I, and I know some people, you know, try to downplay this, dude. The Chiefs lost that game to the Bills because of the turnovers. 
because you you turned it over four times, technically five if you count the turnover on downs. And that that's a lot of points that you're you're leaving off the board. If you because at that point they were averaging three point one four points per per drive. And if you take that, you take away the pick six that they had that bounced off of Jarrett and Kinnon's helmet, you're talking about a 35-31 win at the very minimum. There's a lot of points that they that they left on the field because of turnovers. And and that's right really where you could look at this team as like if you just take away the turnover problems that they had earlier in the year, the Chiefs beat the Bills, I think. They beat the Chargers for sure, and they beat the Ravens for sure. So that's three more wins you add to their to their total of 12. You're talking about a 15 and 2 season, and you're talking about a team that was that would be clearly in the in the driver's seat for the AFC. So I I, I just find it funny that the Chiefs aren't getting the benefit of the doubt even though there really isn't a team that's dominant in the AFC. The Titans only got the number one seed because the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. Otherwise, the Titans would be would have played last weekend against the Steelers. So I just find it funny that people aren't giving the Chiefs the benefit of the doubt when there really isn't an elite team out there right they now. They don't get the benefit of the doubt, even though they're a perennial playoff team at this point. Not only that, Mitch Holt, as he pointed out earlier this week, Chiefs have more combined playoff games of any roster in the playoffs, and this was going into last week when there was more teams, in the second youngest roster. That bodes well for the Kansas City Chiefs. But they had the experience of doing this in the brightest lights, the biggest stage is what they do. But the common sentiment goes like former player Michael Robinson, who's on Good Morning Football, who had this nice little sweep of people picking the bills. Yeah, I do think Patrick Mahomes has a level of pressure there, but I'm going to go with Josh Allen here, and and Buffalo Bills fans, hear me out, all right? I mean, Josh Allen and, and, and our team, our Buffalo Bills, we have to take the next step, okay? The next step, and the next step is beating. Let me pause that. I have no idea why he said his Buffalo Bills. He didn't play for Buffalo, but regardless, here's more. <laughs> you know, people attach themselves to the I, teams I mean, they work for. He, I, but he never played. People for, attach themselves to the, the network. But when he said for. my Bills, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Up on the Kansas City Chiefs. The next step is getting to a Super Bowl. The next step is winning a Super Bowl. And to me, Josh Allen is the guy to do it. He's probably you talk about the two arm talents in the National Football League. You guys have heard me say this. If you talk about Patrick Mahomes as being one, this guy's one uh, B, right? To me, the pressure's on Josh Allen to take the next step. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be the best player on the on, on the football field, right? I really think he. I think really think he is. Pressure creates opportunities of anxiety, so I hope he does get his meditation and all those things in before the game. But it also creates diamonds, and I think Patrick. I mean, I think uh, Josh Allen will be a diamond come Sunday night. And listen, there, there is some pressure on both teams. You know, I, I heard Steve Tasker, who was with uh, Pete Sweeney this week. Steve Tasker, I have some other stuff from him from the drive yesterday as well. But they were getting into the uh, conversation of, you know, who takes it personally and who doesn't. I found this really interesting with Steve Tasker, former player with the Buffalo Bills, does some Buffalo Bills uh, network stuff as well. On the pre- Who's got the pressure in this game? Well, certainly the Bills. I think, yes, the Bills did put this game um, into their blueprint for what they wanted their team to look like. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they needed to get into Kansas City or have Kansas City come to Buffalo and play this game against them. And they you got to be built to beat the Chiefs in the AFC these days. Uh, I think it is personal for the Chiefs. They, you know, the loss last year, it's hard to, to put up a season, a 13-3 and season, the way they did win two playoff games, go 15-3 and on the season, and then lose on that last game and not get to the ultimate, the ultimate game. 
Uh, I think it is personal for a lot of the players. That, that, that game really left a scar on them, and, and it should. I mean, you, you lose a big game like that, uh, it's supposed to hurt. And I don't think there's any question that the Bills' front office and their drafting strategy and what they want their team to look like is in at least some measure yeah. focused on, one, to win the AFC East, which they swept a year ago, and two, to beat the team that's probably going to be in their way, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. You figured there'd be some other teams in there that are going to be very good, but you knew the Chiefs would probably be there. And so you build your team to try and get past those guys. And in this case, you know, the Bills obviously have built it. They're going to try and keep up on the scoreboard with them and score some points. They've got the number one scoring defense in the league, which may give them maybe an extra possession. Maybe yeah. maybe they will get an extra third down or, or hold them on an extra third down or two. But this is going to be a game where you got to score points, and, and the Bills are built to do it. And the Chiefs have the highest scoring offense. They, they score 48.2% of the time they have the football, which is number one. Yes, this is the number one points-per-drive offense in the Chiefs going against the number one points-per-drive defense in the Buffalo Bills. But the whole take it personally thing, you can make an argument on both sides of this one. Because if you're Buffalo, it's about beating the Chiefs in the postseason, like Steve's talking about here. What you did in the regular season doesn't matter. Can you beat them in the postseason? I'll get into that week five matchup, which is it's completely useless. It's completely useless because guys didn't play in this game. You want to look at it from the outside like they do nationally or whatever, and hey, the Bills beat the Chiefs. Okay, let's look at who played and who didn't. Because there's a couple key guys in this game, like Chris Jones didn't play for the Chiefs. Tredavious White, the outstanding corner for the Bills, played in that one, not played in this one. So addition, subtraction, that favors the Chiefs in that. But regardless, the Chiefs, yeah, they could take it personally. I do think the Chiefs take things personally. I think the defense took it personally when people were down on the defense this year. And I think Patrick Mahomes, the offense, Took it personally as well. Remember Michael Jordan? I took that personally. His documentary about him. I think I, I, I love he he took everything personally, which is like, good. That's, that's, what, that's what drives great ones. Yeah, and that's and that's what I love. And I and I really do hope that like not just I mean Mahomes doesn't look like he needs that, but like Tyron Matthew does. Tyron Matthew loves when people criticize him in the defense. I hope Tyron and the rest of the guys in the defense they're like paying attention to what people are saying with saying about the defense this week because I really I really think that that could be something that pushes them on Sunday. And it's great. It's always you know the Chiefs thrive on that kind of stuff. Nick Saban does at Alabama. I brought this up because of rat poison. Even though he didn't win the national title and they're going to the SEC title game, they were underdogs first time since '08 and. You know, people were saying bad things about Alabama for once, and they took it personally, and they won that game. Didn't translate to the national title game for myriad of different reasons, but it didn't. But regardless, hearing how good you are is just as dangerous as people talking how bad you are, if you take it personally or not. But coming up next, the trick plays, giving people different formations. There's a rhyme and a reason why Andy Reid does. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Does that explain that next? And welcome to a special Chiefs show. Jay Binkley with Chris Unocero. Hey, tomorrow's a pretty big deal, too, because it's Chiefs all day. All day. Unocero's got you covered from 9 to 11 with Julio. And then at, uh, then at uh, 11 to 2, Nick Schwart and Dusty, Dusty Likens. I forgot who's with them. I can't remember. I uh, think it's Grant. Same as last time. Pretty It'd sure Grant. it's Grant. Grant. Yeah. Grant. Yeah, yeah. So you get covered. I'll be there uh, for post game with you tomorrow night. Can't wait. Can't wait to hopefully talk about the AFC title game, but we have to see what transpires. But uh, definitely, like, like a part of me is kind of like, I wish Chiefs were playing day at 3.30. Like, they're not going to take the Bills and Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes and put them on at 3.30 on a Saturday afternoon. No, no. <laughs> but you know who they'll play if both Buffalo and Kansas City will know their next opponent today. Yeah, they'll know, they'll know it by the by 7 o'clock. They'll, they'll know who they, uh, they're going to play should they win tomorrow night. Also, uh, an RIP reminder, it was uh, January 22nd, 2017. We lost your Donovan Ventura. Yeah, I can't, was, I was it was a sad day. I was talking to you during the break, and I was like, I can't believe it's been five years, man. Yeah, I know it's and and it it, it was a cold day just like this. It was yeah, like Sunday. It was a gray Sunday, and it just came out of nowhere. Which you know, usually stuff like that happens. You know, that's usually how it happens. And it's just like, man, like that guy was like the heart and soul of that Royals team, and they haven't been the same since that happened. So that's a very very sad day here in Kansas City. No, it, it definitely was, but I just, it was today, back in 2017, we lost here on Aventura. It's still, still hard to put your fingers around that one. Uh, but with the Chiefs, one thing we've noticed is the array of different formations they give people to think about. I mean, they always given somebody something to think about because you don't know what's going to happen next. And I know last week, NFL Films had the uh, deal with Mahomes is wide open on the Kelsey uh, Wildcat at the goal line. Remember that, Chris? Mahomes right out there, he's got his hand up, and... Andy Reid kind of poo-pooed it, say, well, Travis has one guy to throw to, which I understand that. You throw at the Pringle, he's running the back of the end zone where you just run it in. Like, as Travis has played quarterback before for the Chiefs, it hasn't always gone very well. But Andy Reid's like, you throw at the one guy. And Mahomes is open. Mahomes talked about it on the side, like, hey, I was, I was open. He was joking. But it's something that could transpire in the future because it gives you something to think about. Like, hey, Mahomes is wide open on this play. So what do you do? Safety coverage there. You double up the man who actually caught the touchdown in Pringle across the across the middle. So there's it is a good pass defense with Pittsburgh. Their run defense is terrible. It's 32nd in the NFL, but their pass defense is ninth. It was fourth in when they played them in week 16. But it gives them something to think about. Andy Reid was asked about uh, all the different formations. And he saw good and bad. 
You saw McCole Hordman, you know, back there quarterback, the, the fumble with him and Daryl on the uh, zone read play didn't work out. But the Chiefs kept at it and kept doing it. And when they get near the goal line, they're going to give you different things to look at. I say watch for Jarek McKinnon, who was a college quarterback at Georgia Southern. Talked about this. He's more of a running quarterback, but he'd have 11 touchdown passes. But he knows the position. And he did at the FBS level. So we'll see what happens. But here's Andy Reid on those formations. I guess it's twofold. I, yeah, other teams have to prep for it. But we, we do these on an individual basis for that team. So in a lot of cases, uh, the pass at Kelster was individual for that group. <clears throat> so we try to find whatever matchups or what we think um, we can take advantage of, I guess, uh, lack of better terms, but, um, uh, and, and work on, them, you know, and try to put a play in for that. So we trust our guys to, to do it, though they get a number of reps on it. Evie does a good job with all that, so. Always giving giving them something to think about. Like that, that would be a headache, as you've heard many times. Defensive coordinators will play the Chiefs. Talk about the headaches that they give them because of all the different formations. And just because they did one thing doesn't mean they won't do something else or something else next time with that. Just like the Rose Bowl right parade in the Super Bowl against the Niners, they spin around. Like they do one thing off that, but they there's probably like three or four things they can do off of that formation. They said they had a whole package yeah, they for that formation. They have a whole package with everything. And a lot of times <laughs> these players create these things. Remember the Panthers game uh, two years ago when Mahomes goes in motion, gets the snap while he's in motion. That was like you never year. see a quarterback get a – yeah, last year when he yeah. gets a, a snap in motion. Yes. And the <laughs> the players, Ferrari right, yeah. yeah. The players came up with that. And they pitch it to him, hey, can we do this? <laughs> yeah, it's legal. You know, they'll ask him, hey, can we do this? And then if they like it, they'll throw it in the playbook. They're going to throw it in the playbook unless – like the enemy and, and Reed are not putting the playbook in Kafka unless they yeah. like it. Yeah. But it gives the player – they feel like they're invested in it and they have a lot of fun doing it. And it's a lot of fun. But it gives other teams things to think about because the Chiefs aren't just going to line up behind center and do what you think they're going to do. The other thing, too, is – and I don't know if we're going to see it. Could. I mean, don't say they won't. The quarterback sneak, where Mahomes did get hurt in Denver, and they, 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 they said they're not doing it again, right? Now they got the belldozer, you know, former Oklahoma quarterback turned tight end. They give him the snaps. But are you saying there might be a situation, key situation, the AFC title game or Super Bowl, because nobody's expecting Mahomes to take that snap. Nobody is expecting him to take the snap. What if he does? Like, What if he does, then what do you do if he converts that fourth and one that ends the game? I find it funny that, like, this is how cocky the Chiefs are about their offense. They're so cocky, they're willing to talk about the plays. They openly talk about the concepts of the trick plays. Tell you the name of it. They tell you the names of these plays in their playbook. They do not care because, like, hey, we're just going to throw that one out for the rest of the year. Like, they openly talked about, they not only did they openly talk about Rose Bowl right parade during that uh, America's Game special for the uh, for their, their Super Bowl run, they gave the name for it. They explained how they came up with it. I mean, they, they like, gave the whole backstory. Who does that? Usually you see coaches, players give backstories on play calls well after they're done because they don't want to give their opponents a competitive advantage. But the Chiefs have such a thick and vast playbook. And because they do not run a lot of the same plays over and over again, they are so confident in their ability to be able to trick opposing defensive coordinators that they're not worried about, about them knowing what they did in the past because it's probably not something they're going to run again. I mean, I think we've seen them run jet ship wasp like twice 
once in the uh, in the Patriots game in the in AFC Championship game in, uh, during the 2018 season, and once in the Super Bowl against the Niners. And I don't I don't recall them ever running it since. I mean, it's just that's the kind of offense the Chiefs have where they're not going to you're not going to see what happened with the the Seahawks in 2020, where teams figured out their playbook and they stopped scoring points in the second half of the season. You know, you're not having that with the Chiefs really at all. Teams are like, we're going to play it safe and limit the big plays. But, you know, if the Chiefs just make sure that they're not playing into their opponent's hands with their offense, they pretty much can run whatever they want and trick defenses because they never know what's coming. Here's Mark Ross from NFL Network. He's won a couple Super Bowls in the front offices, a front office perspective of what the Chiefs do. He's with the Giants all those years. Heck, he was in, even with Andy Reid back in Philadelphia. Had him on a few times at night on Big at Night. But here's Mark Ross from NFL Network on how the Chiefs give other teams things to think about. Yeah, the Chiefs had a lot of fun there last night, Jeff. And when I looked at that game, it, it was almost as if they treated it as a scrimmage or a practice or a preseason game where they knew they outclassed the Steelers. They knew that the Steelers' offense couldn't do much on them. So you saw all those people getting involved. You saw the trick plays down on the goal line, not really to win that game, but really for next week against Buffalo, where now Buffalo is game planning against this Chief team saying, wow, Look at all this stuff that we have to prepare for. Look at all this stuff that we need to be ready for. And that just takes a little bit of extra time and preparation for the Bills to face this Chiefs offense. We know how prolific they can be just by saying, hey, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek, go beat people. But now when you have to prepare for all that other stuff that the Chiefs are going to present, that makes them even more of a tough out. And that is kind of messed up to say about playing a Steelers team who we know have has been so formidable, Aditi. But when I looked at it, it looked like a scrimmage, and I know you were shedding tears last night because this was Big Ben's last game. I mean, this thing's taking a life of its own. I, I see the text line that comes through, and I sit here, you know, doing the post game, and you know, people are upset with the Hardman fumble to uh, to Daryl Williams there. You know, Daryl Williams is kind of at fault here too. He did lose the ball. That was mainly Daryl's fault. <laughs> Daryl had it in his hands, and he let it slip it out. Like it, That's on him. it looked like it was in his hands. It was in his hands, again. and he let it slip yeah. out the back. And then he picked it up, and he let himself get trucked. Now, was he expecting it. it, or is McCole Hardman going to slip it in and then run the ball? Like, Daryl probably didn't know because it was his own read, so he could, Hardman could yeah. take the ball yeah. if he saw the read. Yeah. He ran the ball. I looked at it as, listen, it didn't work, but a lot of times things work because – I had someone on the text line say, oh, man, the Chiefs getting cute again and what it didn't work. And then when Kelsey threw the touchdown pass, like, what do you think of that trick play? Yeah, it was, they were getting cute there, too, and like, it worked. What's your opinion on that? Because they, they get cute on a lot of plays. But this thing took a life of its did own. You, did you text them back after that touchdown oh, yeah. pass? I said, hey, did you like that one? What did they say? Because they did it several times. Yeah, of course they said, they yeah, it worked or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We this hate, is how the Chiefs operate. You're an idiot if the play didn't work. If it yeah, works, if you're it a works, genius. you're a genius. So it's like that's the reason why I'm not I'm not gonna go out here and and I'm I'm always gonna respect the hustle because the Chiefs have shown that they can make it work. Well, I looked at it at that point. They were trying to spark the offense. They were trying to do something to spark the offense because yeah. it was a punt fest early on in that game. Yeah. James Palmer, this thing took a life of its own. James Palmer, NFL Network, same topic. On all those cards that are on his desk, and no slight to Nick Allegretti. he's a you know a high school wrestler. He's got yeah. great hands, Andrew. He's gonna catch the slide. the pass on Friday before the game, actually, when they <laughs> ran through it, which was interesting enough. You're right, Andy Reid really opens things up, and that's why Patrick Mahomes says in the playoffs, it's his favorite time of year. It's when Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Mike Kafka, all the guys in this offensive staff start pulling out things that haven't been shown all season long. And what makes it so difficult for teams is they all play off of what teams have seen on film. 
all year long. And that's what makes it so difficult. And that's what adds in the preparation, as Andy Reid said, for opposing teams. There's only so many times you can study things throughout the week. There's only so much time. Well, he adds time for teams to go out there and study for some of these different looks. Sean McDermott knows it well. Being on Andy Reid's staff for so many years and knows Andy so well that he has to plan for it. He mentioned that earlier today. And exactly what you saw there from that play or when Travis Kelsey throws a touchdown pass in the game Sunday night, that was a formation we've seen him run it consistently. So they just keep showing you different looks that you haven't seen before, making you prepare for maybe more than they're going to give you. And the interesting part from everybody else that does this with trick plays, Andrew, is that they do it specifically for who they're going against. They don't just pull them out willy-nilly. They're for who they're going against specifically in the defense they're up against that next. And the one thing is, create that cognitive logjam with teams. What are they going to do? Okay, we've seen this before. We've seen it on tape. I remember, remember, this is back in the day talk. I remember when I played football, we, we were playing a team that was a rival that always ran a trick punt. And they usually ran the same formation. They did the same damn thing every time. They didn't change it up. So once they got in that formation... You don't forget being on the defensive line, calling it out to the guys. Hey, trick play here. Play here. <laughs> and the guy that was the guard right across from me on the opposing team was once sitting in a beer, drinking beer at the apartment I had moved into. When I first got married, we were drinking beer. And he was like, yeah, did you play high school ball? I was like, yeah. And he he said where he went. And this is right. Hey, were you in that game? Because he was my class. I was like, that was you? And that was the guy because he even said it. He's like, they're calling out what we're doing. They're calling out what we stuffed it to. He's like, you're calling out what we're doing. Because yeah, he saw it on tape. <laughs> But if you change it up, we might have called it out and been we were prepared for one play because they always ran the same play. Yeah. And had they done something different, it might have worked. But it I, didn't because they I ran re- the same damn thing. I remember watching an episode of FS uh sound effects a few years ago on NFL Network, and they had a cut. It was uh Panthers Packers, and I think it was Clay Matthews. Uh they were they this was the, the Panthers were in the red zone and they were I think at like the five yard line and clay Matthews is calling out. Oh, they're going to run the wheel route with the running back. And then, and then cam Newton is like, Oh, you've been watching film. Watch this. And then he takes the snap. And, um, I think it was Christian McCaffrey. He runs an angle route instead of the wheel route and catches a touchdown pass. And he was, and it was just so funny because the Packers thought they knew what the Panthers were going to do there with, with, with McCaffrey. And instead he did something completely different and they scored. Yeah. And they keep on, this is the high school level or whatever, but teams don't do a lot of different things. Things, but yeah. this what the Chiefs do. They're pro level. It but, happens in the professional level too. But man. They make you think because yeah. they they do something. This guy, what else can we do off this formation? And this is what makes the Chiefs hard to defend because you're worried about what they're going to do next. Or and this is what Mahomes does to him anyway, because <laughs> that's what he how he plays. When the play breaks down, he's going to make another play. Wink Martindale just got fired from the Ravens yesterday. Who had the number one run defense? But speaking of that, yeah, but the worst pass defense. But yeah. again, a lot of injuries. I mean, who could win with that defense with all those injuries? But regardless, he's say Mahomes takes it to a backyard football. Yeah. And the play they call and the play he runs. And he blitzed all the time, which makes his defense predictable because the Chiefs always knew against the Ravens, oh, they're going to blitz us. So let's just go out here and just take advantage of that. And that's why the Chiefs had so much success against the Ravens over the last few years. And Fesco in the morning yesterday, great. Dave Coley, first interview, the former Chiefs assistant turned Texans coach, then fired, was on with them. Great things to say. And then also Matt Nagy talking about these trick plays and how they name and everything. So if you have a chance, 610sports.com on the Odyssey app, go listen to that Matt Nagy interview on Fesco in the morning. He's joined him a couple times. It's been absolutely great. Speaking of Fesco, coming up next, Bob Fesco from Fesco in the morning. This is Mitch Holtz's Catch Me every Friday morning at 730 right here on 610 Sports Radio.
Welcome back. It's time to talk to uh, the host of Fesco in the Morning. It's Bob Fesco, who's uh, been talking Buffalo Bills with the stations in Buffalo, and now it's his time in Kansas City. What's up, Bob? Hey, Jay. How are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Hey, Bob. I I can't wait for this game tomorrow. I don't know the way you're thinking right now, but it just feels like in Kansas City there's a bit of a buzz. I stopped at a gas station on the way here, and you just kind of tell. Like people wearing the gear and talking about it, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's funny you, you, you bring it up like that because every interview that I've done this week, you know, whether it be uh, in Buffalo, whether it be national, wherever the case may be, Huntsville, Alabama, I even did what everybody starts with the same thing. Can't wait for this game. And yeah. We've been doing these interviews since the beginning of the week. And, you know, I, I, I sometimes feel like, you know, as, as sports fans, you know, we get cheated this week because this should be the AFC championship game. It's what, you know, everybody wants. And I think what a lot of people believe is going to be kind of on the docket going forward for the future with the AFC championship Bob, when you're doing these hits, when I've done these hits, I've been asked that question, you know, about the Buffalo Bills. And each time I say, I think they've disappointed this year. You know, they've lost six games. Uh, they've lost the Jags, got hammered by the Colts, they lost the Steelers. Um, Josh Allen was terrible two of, the, two, two of the weeks leading up to that Patriots game. And I said, I don't know who they are, man. I mean, they should have been a one or two seed. But, yeah, they looked great last weekend. But, again, why are they playing at Arrowhead this week? They had everything in front of them with an easy schedule. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, they, they really did. And I think maybe a lot of what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs earlier in the season may have happened to Buffalo as well. I mean, they did have that big win 
obviously in week five over the Chiefs, and, you know, kind of stumbled a little bit after that, which I think when you put a lot of eggs in the basket of a regular season game like that, you're probably going to have a little bit of a letdown. But I was telling uh, somebody the other day, I said, I-, I think with the Chiefs right now, why they were sitting at three and four and kind of meandering through the regular season, I think a lot of it, Jay, was, was boredom. I mean, like, like both teams knew that they were going to be into the postseason. And I think sometimes when you're that good of a team, and you know where you're going to be at the end of the year. I think sometimes during the regular season, you're like, all right, we're just playing these like preseason games, so to speak, to get to the real part of the season. And sometimes complacency, boredom, and maybe even business decisions factor in as well. <laughs> I think we saw a couple of those business decisions by the Chiefs in the final two weeks of the season, especially at the goal line versus Drew Locke, where nobody wanted to tackle him going into the end zone. So I think Buffalo is exactly where they wanted to be. I think the Chiefs are exactly where they wanted to be. That's in the postseason. And now they got to turn it on. And both teams in the first round of the playoffs really turned it on from an offensive standpoint. I mean, my gosh, Buffalo was perfect on the day. We've never seen that before in the history of the NFL. And the Chiefs were like, all right, hold my beer. Here's five touchdowns in 10 minutes. Let's roll, you know? No, they did, and it was epic fashion. When you look at the, this conference, Bob, I know we, we, we can look over at the NFC, and Kyler Murray struggled the postseason. I keep waiting. Where's those young guns in the NFC? It's the old dogs. It's Brady. It's Roger. But over here, it's Mahomes. It's Josh Allen. Who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson? It's Joe Burrow. It's Justin Herbert. It's Lamar Jackson. I mean, the quarterback list in the AFC is endless. This is where the quarterback talent is. Having said that, who do you consider the top two? Well, I think it's. I think right now it's obviously Mahomes and Josh Allen. I mean, this is the third time they're playing in the um, in the in the calendar year. I mean, it's, which is amazing. Two playoff games in a regular season game, and. You know, we were talking about it the other day on the show, Jay, and, and each year that Patrick Mahomes has been a starter, there's been a different rival for him. I think his first year in, in 2018 as a starter, Tom Brady was that guy. His second year, we were looking at a combination of Deshaun uh, Watson and Lamar Jackson. I think we were also the following year starting to see Justin Herbert emerge, and then this year I think it's become Josh Allen. And I, I think you can only be you know, put into that category with Patrick Mahomes if you were making it into the playoffs and making a run in the playoffs and performing well in the playoffs. And and we have not really seen enough of Joe Burrow just one game. I think he's the coolest quarterback out there. I think he's got the most of Joe Montana from that coolness factor in him where he doesn't let anything phase him than anybody else does right now. But he's had just this one season. I think Josh Allen is the guy right now as long as he maintains where he is and gets back, you know, every, uh, every year to the postseason. He's the guy. It's going to be battling Patrick Mahomes. I'm interested, Jay, if Brian Dayball gets a job, what happens to Josh Allen? Because it's not like yep. Josh Allen is blessed with an offensive head coach like Patrick Mahomes is. If Eric the enemy gets a head coaching job, it's not that big a deal. Nobody's going to lose sleep over that from an offensive standpoint. But if Brian Dayball gets a job, what are they going to do up in Buffalo from an offensive standpoint? If Sean McDermott's not the offensive mastermind that Andy Reid is, he's a defensive guy. So that's something that I'm kind of going to be looking at to see how they – replace Brian Dayball and what kind of impact that has on Josh Allen because I do believe that he was a successful coach or a successful quarterback in the NFL is consistency with your offensive coaching staff and that may change for Josh Allen and may force him to take a bit of a step back next. yeah and he wasn't the same early on before Brian Dayball the other thing too is I heard Steve Tasker he was uh he was on with the drive this week but he was on with Pete Sweeney as as well on Arrowhead Pride and he said something and it perked my ears. He was talking about taking it personally. And he was talking about how the Bills, you know, take this game personally a little bit and how the Chiefs would take this game personally. And I was, I got to thinking about it. I was like, all right, yeah, the Chiefs, 
they want the revenge tour. You know, they they got to go avenge losses like they did in 2019 with the Texans and Titans. They beat them in the postseason. And I thought, okay, yeah, the Bills beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead without a lot of people that want to go out there like Chris Jones and show them that they weren't there and this is what they're doing. But then the Bills would take it personally that they want to be able to show that they could beat the Chiefs in the postseason. Forget about the regular season. This is the one that matters. When you look at these teams, can, we, can you kind of see teams taking it personally? Because to me, as much as Buffalo wants to win it, I think the Chiefs would take it more personally because they were beaten. Well, I, I think Buffalo has to win this football game, though, Jay, because there's no guarantees that they're going to be back in this situation. Now, people will say, well, there's no guarantees for the Chiefs either. I'm pretty confident after four years of this, we're going to be back every single year you know, and have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. But for Buffalo, Jay, they've built for three years for this moment, right? Like, they've, they've given everything they have and done everything they possibly can to beat Patrick Mahomes, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's drafting on the defensive line, having two all-pro safeties. Like, these guys have put the Kansas City Chiefs on the board and have circled them, and everything they have done has been geared towards knocking off the Chiefs. If you come here to Arrowhead Stadium and you don't do it again, what do you do? Like, you just quit as the head football coach and say, well, we gave it our all, gave it our all man. I mean, like, everything we've done to try to beat these guys, and we still can't. So I, I just think this is the type of game that is so vital for the Buffalo Bills. And if they don't win this, if they don't win this football game, like, what happens? Because they put all their eggs into the basket of beating the Chiefs. They, they, they focus so much on beating Kansas City. For the Chiefs, obviously, you want to get a win, but I don't think there's as much pressure on the Chiefs as there is on the Bills because people want to know, are the Bills ever going to be able to get over that hump? And if they can't get over that hump this year, then you start to question, will they ever be able to get over this hump with Kansas City? So I, I just think it's a it's a, a more of a must-win, have-to-have game for Buffalo than it is for Kansas City, and I like that because I think the Chiefs are going to be loose. I think the Chiefs are going to have that. Ah, who cares attitude? And I think Buffalo's going to play with a tight sphincter this week. Final question for you, Bob, and I appreciate you joining me this morning a ton. Uh, by the way, who do the Chiefs play the next week? The Bengals or uh, Titans? Go to Tennessee and okay. play the Titans next week. I, I just think as, as as much as the week has gone on, and I, I love Joe Burrow, and I love watching that kid play so much, Jay, I, I just think that Tennessee has been kind of laying in the weeds. and Nobody even knows that they're playing this week, but I think they're going to just kind of use that disrespect card and go out there, and I think they're going to win this game, and I think they're going to be hosting the Chiefs next week for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you because, you know, despite everything that happened and King Henry going down, they were able just to string it together and still get a number one seed. So i got to respect that. you got to respect that. And, and, and maybe we should start putting, you know, a little bit of respect towards Ryan Tannehill. I mean, nobody wants to because he's not a young, gun, sexy, up-and-coming quarterback like you named at the beginning of our, our conversation today. But the guys played very, very well, and, and Mike Vrabel seemingly hasn't figured it out down there right now in Tennessee. We'll see what happens later on today. All right, Bob, thanks for joining me this morning. All right, Jay, anytime. Thanks so much. And if you want to check out their show from Friday with Dave Coley and Matt Nagy, strongly recommended. Good stuff to listen to as we get prepared for the playoffs moving forward. We'll give you our predictions and a few prop bets uh, as we uh, progress through this show. Still a lot of guests uh, to come up. Uh, we'll hear from Buffalo and we'll hear from uh, Kansas City. Our guys here as well. But Kristen O'Sara with me here today. Tech and Chiefs and Bills with you. But coming up next, the reason why we all like football. 
Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code HAPPY for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code HAPPY for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code HAPPY. And welcome back to our chief special, Jay Binkley, Chris Inocero. So we have the uh, cream rising to the top, divisional round, Chris. He had wild card weekend last week, and I love it. I left two, three, then one. Uh, I'm a sucker for just give me more. <laughs> I don't think it was very good last you week. You know, it, it really wasn't. There was a lot it of blowouts. But you know what? We didn't care. People watched. Adam Schefter uh, over 102 million total viewers tuned in Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, the six games averaged 30.5 million viewers with TV and digital. The 30.5 million averages are up 21% versus 2020, which is a little weird because I figured people would be craving you know stuff while they're well, – I guess they're quarantined now too. Some of them. So maybe that's the reason. A lot of people are stuck inside. Maybe that's the reason. Second highest wild card weekend average since 15 and 16. 7-2 matchups, people don't like it. We've really had, I mean, that Dallas game was good, but that wasn't a 7-2 matchup. <laughs> but the 7-2 matchups were blowouts. But the year before, the 7-2 matchup, you'd have the Bills and the Colts. That was actually a very good game. The Bills were almost a thing of imagination playing the Chiefs in the AFC title game. That's how close that Bills game was with the Colts last year. But the bottom line is, Chris, I'm good with the seventh playoff team. I like the 7-2 matchups. Hey, anything can happen. It hasn't really. So is this going to be like the one sixteen matchup in the NCAA tournament? Or is this going to be 215 or 314? Because now you're starting to talk about more and more teams winning these games. If it's like a one sixteen, which I don't think it is, because you're talking about professional athletes in the NFL where it's every given Sunday, any given Sunday, it will be a seven seed knocking off the two at some point. We're gonna see it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's that's how football works. We we you will get injuries see that. back. You yeah. guys back. We'll, we'll see it happen. I I will say this though, I I I don't like the Monday night matchup. I'm fine with the two seven. It sucks this year that the Chiefs got the two. Are you so serious? I love bye. that man. I hate the Monday. No, because it 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 puts the team that wins that game at a disadvantage because that that's a less that's one less day of rest that they get that sucks oh, like, i thought chiefs were going to be on that game to be honest oh, with you oh yeah there was a good chance that they would have been especially um, when they moved their last yeah. week to like final if the chargers week to saturday if the chargers would have gotten it like there's a good chance that they could have they they could have put or that the cowboys on. or the cowboys yeah like I, I just don't i just don't think that's a good idea to have all these other teams play on the weekend, and then you've got this one team that has one less day of rest because of uh, because they're playing on a Monday night. Like I understand, like from a rating standpoint, hey, we can sell this and make more money, but I, I just don't think 
that's really fair. So to how would you have com- done it? Three Saturday, three, three Sunday? Saturday, three Sunday. Okay, but man, you're like, okay with seven two. Yeah, I'm fine with the with two seven. Like I'm fine with that matchup. Like I, I I think it's fine. I mean, we know how the NFL works. Just because you get the two seed doesn't mean that you're just going to dominate your way against a seven. We've like, seen so many crappy teams beat good teams. Yeah, so we saw the we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Bills. You know, what, again, we're not talking about you know the Richmond Spiders here yeah. going against Kansas. No, yeah, you know, no. we're not talking about that. No. We're talking about professional teams. One of 32 teams that did make the postseason. Yeah. We're not talking about Loyola, Chicago, and Virginia. You know, like that's just that right. What we get in the NFL is just tons of parody, and football happens all the time. And I mean, the Raiders weren't a seven seed, but technically they were, and they yeah, gained their one. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, f- football happens all the time. So it's just like, I understand that. A two and a seven can result in a in a in a seven upsetting a two. I mean, I just it, kept it hearing happens. Chris. I kept hearing. I'm not going to watch it. But you watched it, yeah? Or you on Twitter? I hate this. I hate. But you're watching it. Yeah, people watched it. But you're still watching. That's people the thing. Are watch it. Like it's it's look. There's going to be some times where it's not competitive, but like a lot of the matchups this past weekend were not competitive. You know, Bills Patriots was not competitive. That was a game. I mean, that was a highly anticipated game too because of the both teams beating each other in their in on the road. Like that was a highly anticipated matchup, and it was a thirty point blowout by the Bills. So uh, anything can happen in any game. This is this is how football works. So I, I just feel like people are complaining to complain about that, but I do not like the Monday night matchup. Oh, yeah, people do like to complain to be complaining about something. Yeah. But it's football. This is what you want. But here's the thing. In a couple of weeks, you're going to be picking your ass looking for something to do. And you're going to remember these fine days of the NFL weekends. Yeah, right? when the XFL is on you don't a few weeks. You get the divisional round. You get the, then it starts weeding down because now we're just at uh, two games on Saturday, two Sunday. And then next week, we're just going to have two on Sunday. And then a week to do nothing but stare at the wall. And then the Super Bowl. And then... Unless you're a draft Nick like myself, and you like, you know, the combine and everything else that goes with it, the offseason talk, and who's going where, which quarterback's going where, and what the deal is. Yes, the NFL has made a way to make itself relevant pretty much 12 out of the 12 months. Because in June, you get the OTAs. You're saying, what's going on in June? We well, get the OTAs and stuff. July, you start getting training camps at the end of July. Yeah, it takes a while. Like the first part of July, it's all baseball and stuff like that. But Football is, they're doing something 12 months a year, which is amazing for a sport that basically goes September to February to keep themselves in the news. Look at the, look at the NCAA tournament this year. Remember when it started? The NFL free agency took it over. Yeah. <laughs> took it over, man. I mean, imagine if you're, took it you're, over. you're Emmert and you're sitting there at, at NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis. You're like, man, we got the tournament bag. First time we've done it in a couple of years because we didn't have it in 2020. And then everything that happens in the first couple of days is just completely overshadowed by NFL, the NFL league year starting in free agency. It was hilarious to watch. Because I always think any commissioner of any league, how could I make my sport more relevant? And the NFL's found a way to do that. Hell, when they were forced, they, they were going to do a combine or they were going to draft come hell or high water. They were going to do it. Yeah. People told Goodell, no, we got to wait and stuff like this. Or, no, no, we're doing it virtually. That's what Goodell said. They, and they did it virtually. And you know what? People thought it was going to fail. These GMs hated getting all that connection set up their house. But that, you know I mean, what? that was actually really interesting. But you know what? Afterwards, they liked it. That was interesting. You know, and they it. admitted so. Like, I didn't think I'd like this because they, they they pushed back on Goodell. And then they're, I liked it. Then you saw, you know, things like, you know, implemented the next year. Like, things were taken from that, just like the XFL brought on these new ideas. The NFL actually used those ideas the first time. 
the XFL came around, but they used the ideas. But leagues look, okay, how can we be more relevant? Well, look at what they're doing because they're taking over everything. Honestly, we should. Do not put something up against them because you're going to lose. No, honestly, we should have more. Like, they should just have cameras all the time watching all of the team's war rooms, and we could just see it live whenever we want. Like, Bilicek's dog? Yeah. Like that. Like, we should just just have a war room camera for every team and be able to see it anytime we want, as opposed to, like, because I think, I mean, usually they have cameras there, but they don't show them that often. Like, they'll just show them, like, right before they make a pick. Like, we should be able to see the war room cam anytime we want, and they could do, like, what they do with like the uh, title game where you have like the stat cast for the college football title game. And then you got like a bunch of people on another channel talking, just talking about the game, sitting around in some, in some, uh, oh, in some we'll recliners. You pay for which room you want. Yeah. Like we should we'll have, there. we should have that for the draft. Get, and, remember how the combine, nobody went and all of a sudden they started letting a few fans yeah, in to see it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it became, it was on digital only yeah. at first. You had to go online or yeah. watch on your phone mm-hmm. when they started letting the cameras in and show it. And then all of a sudden, it now became, it's on TV. Well, then it was NFL Network, and yeah. they'd show it during the day or whatever. Yeah. Now it's now prime time. Now we have the prime time, yes. just like the draft. Let's move yeah. the first round to prime time. Yeah. The NFL found ways to make things relevant. Where Major League Baseball, remember when they were starting the season in Australia and Japan? Yes. Everybody else <laughs> yeah. is in spring training. And they're like, what the hell? Baseball started? Yeah. No, you want people to know you started. The NFL knows what to do. Super Bowl champion plays on Thursday night. It's mm-hmm. tradition now. It's what you do now. It's a big deal. They, they usually have concerts and everything else. Obviously, COVID changed that rule, but you make it an event. Like, baseball could do this. Even Take the world champion, put their ass on Thursday night, get a good matchup with them, schedule it, and have that your marquee spotlight game earlier in the week. Have that game start before everything else and make it a big deal. This is, this, is, this is how you know football is king is when you've got preseason games drawing 9, 10 million people. Like the like the uh, the Hall of Fame game, 9, 10 million people. For a meaningless preseason game, 9, 10 million people are tuning in to watch this. Yeah. That's how you know football is king. And by the way, KUK State comes on at 3 o'clock. Again, the NFL's been dominating Sunflower Showdown. I mean, I'm sure my man Nick uh, is all about it because he covers KU inside and out and does the Wave in the Wheat podcast. I'm sure he's in tune with what's going on. Maybe, maybe not. I'll have to ask him. Anyway, Ron Cop, Arrowhead Pride lead analyst. Next. Hey, this is Anthony with Faithful Home Buyers KC, and I buy houses for cash. If you own. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.